0: Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. Our guest today is Mari Ryan. She's an MBA, MHP, and a CWP. (laughs) She's an award-winning author, a speaker, and she's a workplace well-being strategist creating thriving workplaces. Mari, thanks so much for being on our show today.
1: I'm delighted, Christopher. Thanks for the invite.
0: So let's first dive into these acronyms. (laughs) Uh I know what an MBA means, which is you have a master's degree in business. Yep. MHP is a master, master's. Is in
1: health, health promotion.
0: Oh, interesting. And what about CWP?
1: That's a certified wellness professional.
0: Interesting, so you have this like triple threat. <laughs> yes. So let's just dive into this workplace, creating, thriving workplaces. First, I'm always so curious. I'm not as curious about what people do sometimes. I'm really curious about the story and the origin. Like, How did you end up doing the work you do now?
1: Well, that's kind of an interesting story. Uh, Not unlike the life that you lead sometimes, I was a uh, burnt-out road warrior. I spent almost two years traveling 100% of the time. I had 3,000-mile weeks and I had 6,000-mile weeks. And I got home at the end of that nearly two years of travel. And I said, this life sucks. This is not what I want to do with my life. I was working as a consultant, but I just, you know, I was on one project for Hewlett Packard at Microsoft in Seattle. So I was flying from Boston to Seattle. I'd stay 10 days. One week a month, I'd fly to and from Dublin, Ireland in the same week. It was just, it wasn't what I wanted to do. i just had, you know, no, no life at home, my, you know, no connections to my community. So I decided I was going to, find some work that was going to provide more meaning in my life. And it took me a couple of years, but I worked with a coach and I indeed found that um, worksite being or wellness as it was called then um, was something of interest. I had my entire career in business. So I understood work sites. I just needed to learn the wellness piece and that didn't take <laughs> too long. And next thing you know, I'm an expert. So here I am.
0: That's awesome. So I want to just unpack some of the things you said, because again, all of us have kinds of struggles, all of us go through deep valleys, but you have to come to a point where you have to step back and, and reflect and say, you know, where am I at? And where do want to, where do I wanna go? And when you're able to hire a coach, the resource is so important because even with me, when I first wrote my, wrote my first book, I, I went to this guy's workshop, his name was Dan Pointer, and he wrote a book called The Self-Publishing Manual. Now this is 20 years ago. So like mm-hmm. everyone that wants to do anything, whether write a book, be a speaker, be a coach, or learn how to be well, it just really helps when you have uh, an expert like yourself, Mari, because I call it, it's like a, there's no carpool lanes, but there are, I'm sorry, there are no shortcuts in life, but there's carpool lanes. And for you, you're like that carpooling person where you can help and guide that person. So share with us, just, because just, you know, well being is very general, right? So first talk about what you think is lacking, perhaps, or challenges that, that people might have, and then talk about what you feel you do with your clients in terms of how you help them have a better well being.
1: Sure. Well, my work is done with organizations Um, rather than at the individual level. I'm really helping organizations look after their people. So what's lacking and missing in many workplaces is, and we're seeing this happen at this particularly, you know, stressful time that we're in right now, you're seeing some organizations that are doing a really good job of taking care of their people. They're providing them with resources. They're making sure that they don't get laid off or um, you know, that they lose their jobs, and, and yet you see other organizations that are just cutting their head count and doing nothing to support their people. So from a well-being perspective, what we're looking at are what, what are the values that drive an organization that they use to create the culture that's going to create a workplace where they really do have programs, resources, the environment, that's really going to look after the individual employees. So, I'm generally working as a strategy consultant with um, human resources, benefits, um, senior leaders to be able to help them develop that culture, the programs, the resources in the workplace that are going to really support and encourage the well being of their people.
0: That's such an important thing because. I remember even though, I mean, I, I, my last corporate job was 20 years ago, but I still remember way back then they would hire these consultants into our various departments and really just listen and ask the right questions. So I'm curious, like, given that so much of the challenge we have in life and especially in the workplace, there's a lot of like pent up anger or pent up frustration. Do you need more of like a counseling degree or some kind of like more of like, the EQ aspect, you know, because it's, it's strategy, I get it, you know, but a lot of it's more of this EQ, emotional intelligence. Does, does that play into your work a lot?
1: well you know it's interesting when i start work with with an organization uh the biggest piece of the work is an assessment so it's really capturing a snapshot of the place from which the organization organization is functioning today Mm -hmm. and in that it's both qualitative and quantitative data gathering so i use focus groups and interviews with senior leaders as a way to gather you know some of the real interesting information about that organization and what I hear in focus groups with employees is just priceless. It's, it's just so interesting to hear the kinds of concerns. I want to hear. We want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Change all the and, names. I know. It's just so interesting to hear what, you know, the people who are really the workers in those organizations, what they really feel and say. And it's so interesting because oftentimes what the net of, of what they're saying is, we just want to feel appreciated and cared for.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so it's you know it's it's simple yet it's so complex.
0: Well, can you share with some of us? and yeah, you don't need to name names of your client, but it's just it's it's very useful to just hear some examples of in the in the trenches. You know, like any specific examples you can share.
1: In terms of the what in terms
0: people, of the responses that you've gotten, the people they've said, like, what are some of the, the the real life visceral responses that you're like, wow, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way.
1: Well, I think most of it was just that that really, you know, the way that I netted it out there of wanting to feel cared for. Mm -hmm. And it's, if you, if you think, step back and think about the role that managers and leaders play, it's so important just, you know, and it's small things, you know, knowing people's names, being able to, you know, acknowledge them for the individual that they are. And it it seems like that's the piece that I'm hearing at, at numerous organizations, not just one, yeah. that people just fundamentally want to feel cared for.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more, especially the bigger the company you have, right? Like I used to work for oh, work yeah. Express, there's yeah. tens of thousands of people, but even if you work for 10 people or, or five people or 20 people or 200, so now that let's say the managers and the executives do know what the employees might be wanting to be appreciated for, now how do you coach the managers on training them to respond to these useful assessment points that you were able to gather for that.
1: Well it's it's interesting because you have to first create the environment that's going to support that. And then within that environment doing things like training for managers and some of those other things are essential as well. Um, but you've got to create the 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 structure in the environment. You know if you've got what you an envi-
0: what do you mean by that? Like,
1: well sure. if you know for for example if if you've got a workplace that has let's say it's got lower wage workers who aren't hmm. earning um, a, you know, a living wage, mm-hmm. then, you know, having a wellness program that's going to help them eat better isn't going to be meaningful because they're struggling just to, you know, keep food on the plate for their families probably.
0: Yeah, so yeah,
1: you've got to have, that's where you've got to have the structural aspects in place in order to be able to then think of Maslow's hierarchy. If, you know, you can't put the higher level things on top if the bottom things are weak.
0: That makes so much sense. Now, given that you've had so many different seemingly iterations of your job, do you feel that that was able to really help you understand people? Because again, you had this job, that you're stressed out, you travel a lot. When you travel, you really see a lot. Do you feel that many of those past experiences were able to help you with your current profession and your, your oh, expertise?
1: absolutely. Yes. You know, I've spent my entire career in business and I've worked in a lot of different kinds of industries. I've worked for very big companies. I've worked for, you know, the three of us around the dining room table size company. So I've seen a lot of different things and I've seen, you know, from some of the largest clients companies in the world that I've been inside of um, you know, what, what works, what doesn't work and you know, what makes people feel good. And so I've really been able to bring that to this um, to this work of well-being strategy to be able to look at it holistically. You know, it's not just enough to, have programs or resources in place you know if if you work in a in a workplace that looks like it came out of the 1970s then <laughs> people are going to feel like they're living in the 1970s so yeah. you know you've got to you got to look at it from a big picture perspective and look at all the elements
0: and i like how it's almost like you're you're an architect where you have to kind of see everything and, and like the outside the inside and everything in between because without what you're saying that that structure that environment and everything else doesn't really matter so that's a great way to look at things Relative to examples, do you have any examples of companies like that, um, you know, in, in the larger companies that you would admire, say, you know, uh, you know, Apple's doing a good job or Amazon, you know, are there specific companies that we can say, oh, that's a good example to look toward?
1: Well, me- most of the large companies in the U.S., um, well, I can't say they all do, but um many of the larger companies are absolutely working towards uh, putting in the kinds of programs and resources that they need to take care of their people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't name names because they you know, there's good and bad things in, yeah, yeah. in sort of every scenario that you might yeah. highlight. But I think re- today, well, Today is a little different than it was, say, you know, three months ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Generally, managers and senior leaders that I work with are the pain point that they're having is they can't attract the kind of people that they need to, mm-hmm. to achieve their business objectives. Mm-hmm. And if they can't attract them, then they're not going to be able to engage them and retain them. So yeah. this whole idea of talent management is really the issue that they're facing. And I think post, you know, the virus crisis that we're going to come out of, we're going to have a different world in which the talent management situation is going to be very different. And I think we're going to even more so need to be aware of the extent to which we take care of people during this crisis and how we will then take care of people afterwards.
0: Yeah, you're going to have great job security. (laughs) (laughs) Mari, thanks so much for being on our show. How can our guests stay in touch with you?
1: Well, they can find, uh, find me obviously on LinkedIn. It's Mari Ryan, or they can visit my company website at adv- Advancing Wellness, which is advwellness.com.
0: Awesome, Mari. Thanks so much for being on our show. Have a great day.
1: Thanks, you too.